it well it it looks a lot like christmas and here the trees are up the lights are on it's freezing outside um our our wallets and our purses start to get a little bit sore um and that must mean that it's december which also means that i'm finally allowed to talk about christmas which is good so even Pastor Matt was talking about Christmas this morning. They say miracles happen around this time of year, so it's good that we're allowed to talk. No, he loves Christmas just in December. It's in December. It's not right, Pastor. It's in December. So even though my tree's already been up for two weeks, so but yeah, it's been Christmas in my house for a few weeks still. But um, I, I love this season. If I could get away with it, I would sort of probably start like about mid-October. The way, the way it works in, in our house is we get a real tree and that's my wife's way of limiting me because real trees will only last so long. So she's like, you can't, you can't decorate until we'll have the tree and we can't get the tree um, until a few weeks before Christmas because otherwise it'll die. I said to her, you could just get one, let it die and then get another one and you'd, you'd probably get about 12 weeks, but not keen. So. But this is how it's going. We've, um, yeah, we've been celebrating this season already, and um, we we do have a bit of a joke in the office. Like Pastor Matt says that the Christmas in December and Christmas talk before this month, it's 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 limited. We'll have to prepare for it, but it's sort of it's sort of limited. We're only allowed to talk about it so much. And and I was thinking around this this idea of what we say um, in this season, because even though obviously Pastor Matt's jo- joking, well, I think he's joking, but it's um. Um, it's worth pointing out that around this season, well, maybe in life in general, um, Christians often think about the words that that we say, and and I think in in this season in particular, um, there's there's so many different areas, there's different places that that many believers feel feel this way, like feel like we we can't talk about our faith or we can't we can't mention our our reason or or why we do what we do or why we celebrate because how the world celebrates and how believers celebrate they're they're kind of um they're 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 for different reasons they're they're for different things and and many of us would feel like we we aren't allowed to talk about the real reason for for our celebrating for we for fear of of annoying somebody or or offending people but i love this time of year for a lot of different reasons for many reasons but for many reasons but one is that i think it may encourage some people tonight is that it makes it very easy to talk it makes it very easy to give us the words to say Christians are given a commission. This is a go and tell faith. And can I encourage you tonight, the believer in the room, that this is a go and tell season. That this season is a go and tell season. If there's, if there's any time that, that you should feel that you have permission, that you should feel comfortable in sharing why it is that you believe what you believe, it's this season, it is Christmas, it's, it's Christ on the wall and on the decorations everywhere. Don't feel like you can't talk about your faith or your reason this season. Use this season as your excuse. Use it as your doorway. It's, it's your way in, it's your bridge. 
bridge. This, this season, it brings opportunity. It, it brings chances for us to talk about our faith, for us to tell people why we do what we do and, and why we celebrate how we celebrate. It's your bridge to the conversation that is your faith. So, so get on the bridge. Open the door, and can I encourage you to use your words wisely this season? After all, the words that the angel gave the shepherds, the words that we have today, they were given to be shared. Do you ever think about that? That they weren't just given for those people at those time at that time, although it. It was, of course, a, a great revelation and a great encouragement to those who would receive it. But we also have this word, and we have this word to share. It's for us to give. It's a go and tell faith, and it's a go and tell season. They were, these words were given to be shared, and you'll have heard me share these verses before because they're some of my favorite from Scripture. They're definitely some of my favorite from the Christmas story, and we'll... We'll look to begin with at Luke chapter, ten, chapter 2 sorry, and verse 10. It says, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Let's pray as we begin to look at God's word together. Lord, we thank you for your word and thank you for our reason in this season. God, thank you for what we have to celebrate, the hope that we have, God. And I pray that tonight, that, that those who have not received that or accepted it, God, that, that eyes would be open, God, that hearts would receive, God, and, and that we would know, each one in this room would know that there is hope and his name is Jesus. God, thank you for the word that we have here before us. God, would you help us to receive it as you would want us to receive it. It's in, your word, it's in your son's holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news. Church, this is good news that we have. And do you ever think about that, that phrase there, behold, I bring you good news. This word behold, when I read it here, it's it's one of those words it's like that we would we would never really think about using today. Can you think of the last time outside of reading scripture that you've went up to anybody and said, Behold, I've arrived for dinner. Maybe some of you said that today. Actually, some of you might have said that this afternoon. You arrive at the parents hoping that the roast is on. Behold is it's it's a word that, that we don't really use today and, and it seems like it would just feel a bit strange or out of place and yet it's perfect here in God's word. Behold comes from the, the Latin observo, to keep. Its definition is to fix the eyes upon, to see with attention, to observe with care. But it can also mean this, to fix attention upon an object, to attend, direct, or fix the mind upon, fix the mind upon. See, behold, it's not just an exclamation. It, it isn't just God saying, saying to us. It isn't just God saying to those who receive this word, listen up, please. 
It's not just, it's not just, listen to what I have to say. It goes beyond that. Behold goes beyond that. It isn't just, listen up. It's a command. It affects your heart and your mind upon this above all else. When he's saying, behold, he's saying, fix your heart upon this. Fix your mind upon this above all else, above all other things. Fix your heart and your mind upon this. That is what is within this moment. And if we are to fix our hearts and our minds on this, when you think about putting your mind to something, when we tell people to put their minds to something, when we put our minds to something, it means that we're given maximum effort. It means that we are really considering. And, and what we should do is we should consider the good news and we should give it maximum effort. If we put our hearts and our minds to this, if we give it everything that we have, then what does the good news look like to those who are in our circles? Have they heard it? Do they know it? Do they know that it's a thing? Have you put your heart and your mind to this? Church, I want to encourage you tonight that the good news isn't just information that we should consider sharing. It's an essential alert to be given. It's an essential alert to be given in every case. People need to know this. It, it, it's absolutely essential. It is fundamental that we know the good news, that we put our hearts and our minds to it, and in doing that, that we share it with other people as if it's something that they need to know. You need to know this. You need to know what it is that I have to say. We would do that in an emergency. We would do that with... With, with events in our lives. We, we make sure that people know what's happening. You don't want people to be left out of, of the significant things that are happening in your life. You know those, those announcements that people have in their lives and you think, oh, I must tell this person and I must tell that person and I can't leave that family member out because then they'll stop coming to the Christmas dinner and stuff like that. Like, you have to tell them. You know that, that, that piece of news that you have, that you have to tell people, treat the gospel like this. Treat these verses like this. Your hearts and your minds that people need to know. That, that those in your circles, those who you encounter, they need to know it's urgent information. It's life and death. Good news is meant to be celebrated. We want to tell people a decent celebration is one that people hear. A good celebration is one that other people know is happening. Celebrating with yourself, it's, it can be a little, it's a little weird. It's a wee bit sad when you celebrate just by yourself. A celebration, it involves the people that you love. But even outside of that, if you're, if you're having a great celebration, if you're, if you're having that time, other people should hear it. We surrounded our theme around this Christmas invitation, the Christmas invitation. And with that, we invited the community to what we were doing. And, and thank you for those who, who have been a part of that, whether you've donated, you've prayed, you've been out delivering um, those boxes. We 
we sincerely say thank you, but we've been inviting the community to what we're doing because we need people to know. This, this is urgent information. It's essential that people know what is going on, that people know the good news. Good news is to be shared. It's to invite people in on. It's to invite people in on. I think that we've made church very invitable. I hope that, well, I know that when people come, come through those doors, they'll receive a warm welcome. If they like tea and coffee, then they can have that. More often than not, you come in and you get fed. It's, and, and, and you meet just warm and, and lovely people. It's, it's, really, it's a really easy thing to invite people to. And for, for some reason, we hesitate. And I say, I say we because I know that, that I'll forget too and, and, and I'll not do that and I'll fall short. And, and I wonder just... If you actually sat and thought about this, it was something that Pastor Guy, when he came a few weeks ago, he, um, he challenged me with maybe, um, just for a second, I don't want to embarrass anybody, so I'm going to ask everybody to close their eyes. If you close your eyes for me, and all I want you to do is, if you've invited somebody to church today, and again, I'm not embarrassing anybody, so if you haven't, nobody sees. If you have, nobody sees. But if you've invited somebody to church today, would you raise your hand for me? Awesome. Thank you. You can lower your hands and you can open your eyes. And I'll, I'll be honest and say that maybe wasn't a whole lot of people. If you include the people who went out on Friday, then maybe it's a bit more. But... I don't want you, I'm, I'm not trying to guilt trip you or, me, or make you feel bad. I, w I want to encourage you, just, just simply give somebody an invitation. Just think about that. Think about inviting somebody next week. Somebody who, even somebody who's, who's been before and, and maybe they're, they're not here for, for whatever reason or somebody that you, that you know has been in and out, somebody that hasn't been at all. Just invite someone. Just, just reach out and say, church is on. It's good with three services on a Sunday at the minute. There's plenty of opportunity to invite people. Just invite someone. Bring them along. Bring them along and see what God will do with that. Because church, it's essential. It's, it's information that needs to be given. And it's good news. It's good news. It's hope and it's love and it's life and it's Jesus Christ coming to earth. It's good news, church. And we want people to know good news. We want to tell them. 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. And this is the testimony. This is it, church. This is the testimony that God gave us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. This is what makes this news essential, church. The testimony, the testimony, those, those two words there, they imply that there is in fact a story to be shared. The testimony 
implies that you have a story to tell, that you have something to give. Do you understand what that is? If you don't know what a testimony is, it's, it's when you share information. It's when you share a story. And this is the testimony. This is what you have to share. There's a story to be given. And the testimony is this. The story is this. That God gave us eternal life. That I am going to live forever. Why wouldn't I want to tell people about that? Why wouldn't I want people to know that we can live forever? That God has given us eternal life in the form of his son Jesus. Who has come to earth the hope of the world. The testimony is, the story is, eternal life in the form of his son. And now those who accept this have life. Those who accept it have life. It is in his son. He has given us his son that we may have life. Because without him, we do not. That, that's the reality. But the good news is that life is here to be grabbed. It is, it's here to be accepted. We can accept the life that God has offered us. Eternal life forever with him. In his presence. And I know that that is good news. And it's of great joy. It's of great joy. It's, it's something that just puts that, that skip in your step. It's, it's that, that news, that, that good news that just fills you with gratitude. That just makes you so joyful. Joyful isn't even happiness. It goes beyond that. It's, it's an inner thing. It's, it's of the Holy Spirit. It's given by God. It's a great joy. You can only experience this joy when you accept Jesus into your life. True joy. What actual fundamental joy. Joy that doesn't, that doesn't run out. That, that, that never ends. It can only be known by those who know God. By the life that we accept. And, and I want to tell you something that brings me great joy. It's a verse in Isaiah 7 and 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Church, Pastor Matt touched on this this morning when he said we see Jesus in the Old Testament prophetically and here he is. And do you know what? The prophecy has been fulfilled. The promise keeper has kept his promise and we have the hope that is Jesus light and life to all he brings the joy in knowing Christ the joy in knowing that that we have eternal life this season it brings immense joy and we we get to tell people why it's not it doesn't need to be this this burden or this drag or this, this nervousness about sharing your faith. Just walk in the joy that you have and, and you won't be able to keep it to yourself. Know that you have good news. Know that God has given you joy in your heart and let people see it. Let people see the joy that you have. The season that brings immense joy. And it's not because of lights, trees, 
gifts, although I love a good gift. If anybody's out this week or anything, I do love a good gift. It's not about the, the food that we gorge, the parties that we go to, the places we attend, the, the things that we see. It's, it's not about any of that. It's about knowing that God's plan of redemption, God's plan of redemption has been wrapped in cloth and sent to us in a manger. The hope of the world, that's, that's what we've been waiting for. This is who we have been waiting for. This is who you have been waiting for. This is what you have been searching for. If you've ever felt hopeless, if you've ever felt in a hopeless circumstance, know that this is what, this is who you've been waiting for. The hope of the world has been given to us. The son of heaven. Do you ever get when something really, really good happens to you and, and it puts that extra skip in your step? It, um, it, it gives you that, that extra boost and, and you, sort of, you, you go into the workplace and, and it's not so bad and, and you, you go about your day and, and things are just, you, you see colours better and, and the, the music's just nicer. The, the music that used to annoy you it just starts to, that's alright, that's okay that one and you're, you're singing along and, and you're enjoying yourself and you're beaming. People describe you as beaming. What, what is it? Why, why are you beaming? And I just feel like this season this is how we should be. This is how we ought to be. Especially now. I, we, we, encourage, we encourage those who believe. We encourage those who have this, this message to share. To, to carry it at all times. But I just want to say words for this season. This season in particular. Right now. The time that we have. Just, just know the hope that you have and know that others need to hear it. That others need to know. And you'll get the Christians who, who are serious with their joy. And, and I'm serious about joy too. I just, I tell my face. Other people don't like to tell their face. But I tell my face that I'm happy. That, that I have joy in my heart. And, and it comes out in, you know, in my face and stuff. And... and just the, the words that we have, the, the truth that we have, people just need to hear it. And, and even outside of the words that we share, what, what we do, people need to know who we are. And the source of true joy, John Piper puts it like this, the source of true joy is the presence of God. I couldn't agree more that true joy is found in the presence of God. And here, without a bed or a place to lay his head, joy is here in our presence. Joy has a name, and his name is Jesus. And we can experience true joy even outside of that manger because God has given us his presence. God, the Holy Spirit, is within us. We, we can know the presence of God in our lives. The Holy Spirit is with us, within us, dwelling here. And, and to be joyful, it's not just an emotion, church. It's an enduring state. The joy that we know because we have God's presence with us. And I hope that that is true for you. I just hope that, that you know 
that you know this joy in your heart, that you carry the presence of God, that you have felt the presence of God and that you have felt true joy. Because we have been given good news to share. We have been given great joy to live. Church, we have been given God's gift, his gift to humanity. And thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. It's almost unimaginable. It's almost indescribable. We do our best with the words that we have, and I just encourage you to do that. Church, the gift of his glory. The gift of his glory. We read about the shepherds there at the beginning, and and those verses will go on to tell you that the glory of the Lord shone around them. That they were consumed by the glory of the Lord. It shone around them. Nobody had, had ever seen God like this before. People saw his glory and it even shone so brightly that they had to turn their face away. But here we have simple shepherds and God's glory is surrounding these simple shepherds. God's glory comes in a way that had never happened before because what was about to take place had never taken place before. Christ was about to come and there was the hope that had been promised and there was the glory of God surrounding them and knowing that that his presence it was about to be with them and they would know it and I hope that tonight that you know it that we have the gift of his glory the gift of light because in darkness the angels came and they left a star which shone a light on the one who would shine his light on eternity forever and would give us a commission to be a light in the earth as well to know that that we have been given the gift of light that we have been given God's gift of light and we are encouraged to shine that that we have been given the gift of a sign Pointing upward, saying, here comes heaven. That heaven has come. The gift of his son. The one that we have been waiting for. Who has finally come. The gift of salvation. The only gift that we will ever need. The gift of salvation. The free gift that is there to be accepted. And with that comes the gift of eternity, that we can spend all of our days with him, that we can experience this true joy that I have been talking about. And like I said, it's not just, uh, it's not just an emotion. It's not just coming to church and, and feeling the buzz. It's, it's a state that we find ourselves in because God is within us, because we have the Holy Spirit within us. And know that the gift of salvation, it is open. It is there to be received. There's an invitation given to us in God's word. He wants us to accept the invitation of a relationship with him. He, he does this by sending his son Jesus to the earth. And, and we're going to sing about that in a minute. How he came how he reigns, but he sent his son Jesus to earth. He does this, and Jesus comes, and he lives a perfect life. He never sins. He goes to the cross to die for our sin, for, for the ways in which we fall short of, 
of a holy God. He goes to the cross to die for our sin. He dies on that cross. He is buried in a tomb. And three days later, he rises from the dead. And with that, if we accept it, we are given the gift of eternity. We too can die to our old selves and, and accept a new life with him. It's as simple as confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. We use this, this language because it's in God's word. I hope that if you have not been saved, that you know that, that it is essential and that you know that it is good news. You're not, you're not, you're, you're taking up, you're taking up a new life in him. Everything that we will ever need, God has given to us and it's a gift to be accepted. Jesus Christ, the hope of the world. Amen, church. Amen. Allow me to pray as the team come up. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your son. Lord, we thank you for the hope that we have. And God, I, I pray that in this season that you would help us to share the hope that we have, the good news. God, would you help us to give it to people? Would you help us to realize that we do have this testimony, God? of eternal life that we have been given, of your eternal life. And God, I just pray that, that we would be led by your spirit, God. God, that we would invite people, that we would put out that invitation. And Lord, I just pray, God, that, that, that by your spirit, you would lead us to walk in that joy and that celebration. Lord, thank you for sending your son. It's in your son's holy and precious name we give thanks. Amen.